It's not about automation, it's about decision support. So how can you get the best insights to your people using technology such that they can make the best decision supported by all the data and all the information and all the insights that are available to them? Hi, and welcome to Helping You Perform. I'm your host, Paul Teasdale. Over a career working with high-performing teams from across the globe, including seven years working with Formula One team McLaren, I've learned a lot about what it takes to drive results. In this weekly podcast series, I'm going to be bringing you tips, tricks, and insights from the world of Formula One that you can apply for your organization for your own high performance. Enjoy. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Helping You Perform podcast series, where I'm bringing these tips, tricks, and insights from my experience working in the world of Formula One, and particularly with the McLaren team, where I spent almost seven years helping them to take the ways of working, their methodologies, and some of their technologies, and that point's going to become clear for today, out to the wider world and in different applications in different industries. Now, I hope you enjoyed last episode, which was episode 15, which was all about some of those lesser known capabilities of F1 drivers. Some of those things that I picked up on in my time, in my experience with working alongside those uh, drivers in terms of how they deliver feedback, their consistency, and their role as a brand ambassador, and how that can be applied to you to help you not only perform, but also get known for your performance as well. So today's session, I want to have something slightly different. It's been a few questions come my way recently in some of the conversations I've had, some different uh, scenarios that have come up that we've started talking about technology and some of the experiences that I had in the world of Formula One. Now, I worked in that space where I was working with external clients to help them with their performance challenges, to help them apply some of the methodologies and some of the technology approaches that McLaren had built over the years. Um, but my job wasn't technical and I will never claim to be technically savvy. But I want to share with you as a non-technical person, uh, my experiences from a non-tech perspective on what some of those technologies mean and some of the differences. And it might start to sharpen things up in your mind as to what you're after, what's suitable for your scenario and what you might want to be looking for in future in, some, in terms of some of your technologies and some of the digital capabilities that might be good for yourself, your team or your organization. So one of the key things like why is McLaren, why is the world of F1 so looked up to when it comes to technology? Well, they've spent probably 25 years plus developing cutting edge technologies to help them with the challenges that they face, particularly in the world of modeling, simulation, data analytics, predictive analytics, some of these great words that are starting to come out in terms of use of AI, use of uh, game theory, all sorts of different scenarios that, that come in there. Um, and over those years, they've developed skill sets in building those things and have been able then to apply those learnings and some of those technologies to different scenarios and different organizations. 
and almost accelerate that standing on the shoulders of giants approach of it's taken us 25 years, let's get you to that stage or that level of maturity in maybe five years, three years, let's see what we can do in a year. So as technology uh, develops and as those capabilities develop, you can learn from people who've been in that space for many, many years. And so a lot of the organizations that I work with in my time at McLaren were looking for support in the areas of decision support. Now, decision support is a different from automation. So here's some of the starting to get into some of the definitions and the technicalities here. Automation is when you get a system to make a decision for you and enact that decision quite often. And actually, there's a story, I believe it was Mercedes who looked to automate some of their decisions around when to pit, for instance. It's like, if we have all of this information, we know what's happening. Let's just automate that decision and let the data um, do its work and let the modeling do its work in, in the background. Therefore, people don't have to do that. That's all well and good until it isn't. And so there are scenarios where people know that little bit of extra um, information contextual information, how people are going to react, you know, how the, the soft skills element, you know, yes, that might be the right decision, but how do people who are unpredictable behave when those decisions are made? And if you take automation too far, you can actually end up having detrimental performance. So this is where in the majority of situations, and I see this in business and organizations as well. It's not about automation. It's about decision support. So how can you get the best insights to your people using technology such that they can make the best decision supported by all the data and all the information and all the insights that are available to them. So there's your first point is, are you looking for automation or are you looking for decision support? Now, if you start to get these things clear in your mind, then it really helps you to cement what it is you're going to do and what those next steps are going to be. So a couple of the things that really came up in terms of what's the difference between these things. Um, and I talk about things like, what's the difference between modeling and simulation? Well, and believe me, there'll be people out there who will argue against me and I've probably got some of this wrong. This is my interpretation of some of these words. A model is a digital representation of reality. And quite often you'll see these in organizations, um, let's say an Excel model. It might be a specific bit of software, but typically you, you might have an Excel model as to your forecasted data, uh, your forecasted sales for the rest of the year, um, your operational um, uh, plan, your schedule might be something that is there. That's a model that you can um, have a representation of reality in a digital format. It's going to be wrong. All models are wrong, but it's to what extent they're wrong and to how much value they are in terms of how accurate they are. But that model is there to give you a view as to what's going to happen in reality if you change uh, an input. A simulation is different from a model because a simulation plays a model over time and compounds some of the things that happen. So um, in the world of, let's say, a sales and manufacture uh, view or a supply and sales perspective, uh, worked with a supermarket chain, for instance, so you can have a model that says, right, next month, I'm going to sell X amount of volume of all these different um, items, and I'm going to supply all of these. 
and you've almost got this um, sort of static view of, well, if all these inputs come in and all those outputs go out, then it surely is just one minus the other. That's the model, simple as that. But in reality, it's the playing of these things over time and the uncertainty that goes into some of these things as well that allows you, if you run it over time with different levels of, uh, of certainty, you can actually see what the compounded uh, impacts are. And that's the difference between a model and a simulation. A simulation is a model that's played over time. And the other one um, that's actually come up quite a bit recently for me is around, uh, we're looking to optimize. We're looking to optimize the, the planning schedule for an, our operation. Uh, well, what do you understand by optimization is one of the first questions I ask. And what's that, how does that differ to scenario testing? Because are you looking to do some scenario testing and come up with what's the best output for the inputs that I change? Or are you looking actually for optimization, which is a much different beast? And optimization is about, I'll, I'll tell you all of the results that I want, run all of the possible scenarios and all the possible input var variables that go with that, and tell me the set of input variables that gives me the best possible outcome. Now, they sound as if they're two similar things, but in reality, when you're looking to look at the uh, the technology that sits around those, optimization is much more advanced than uh, simple scenario testing. And in most business operations, certainly the ones that I encounter, scenario testing can be uh, really, really valuable. It might not get you as much as optimization, but the cost differential starts to come into play. And it's like, what's my return on investment? Am I really going to get that much of a better outcome? Or do I rely on my people and my, the knowledge and the uh, experience that's within my team already to help choose some of the scenarios? I don't want to choose all of the potential scenarios because I know a lot of them won't work. Now, that's a great place to be because it brings in the experience of the team and it brings in some of the tacit knowledge that sits within your organization. But it does come at a risk. You are making the assumption that the things that you are not testing are not going to be as good. And some of those things can be counterintuitive. So that's what I wanted to do today is really just um, you know, take some of those technical terms and unpeel them a little bit and say, from a non-technical perspective, what do they mean? So we talk about modeling and simulation. So model being that representation of reality in a digital format. Simulation being a model that is played over time. We looked at scenario testing, and this is often like A to B testing. So I've got scenario A, I've got scenario B. What's the difference in outcome? So in this uh, situation, I'm changing the inputs and understanding what the output is. Optimization is about, I'm going to tell you what output I want to maximize or minimize or optimize. You tell me the set of inputs that give me that answer. So depending on your level of data maturity, depending on the scenario that you are operating in, have a think about the types of technology that are going to support you. If you don't want to automate and you want decision support, then it's how do you get the best out of the people that you've got and support them with the technology that's available. I'd love to have this conversation with you if you're interested, uh, if you want to get my thoughts and feelings about your particular scenario. Um, as I say, I'm not a technical expert, but 
I've been in enough situations to make me that little bit dangerous, as in I can ask some questions and challenge your thinking a little bit in terms of where's the best place to target that technology so that you optimize your performance and maximize that performance. And that's really what I'm after, is how do you drive the best performance in your organization? If you are interested in finding out more, as always, go to the website, go to paulteasdale.co.uk, drop me a line through there, book a 30 minute call with me, love to hear about your situation, how this might be able to support you, how it's got your thinking changing a little bit so that you are challenging yourself in terms of what are we really after here? Are we after optimization? Are we after a, a model or are we after some simulation capabilities? What is it that's there? Hope this has been at least a little bit interesting, if not valuable to you, uh, for you, yourself and your organization. As I say, drop me a line with any further questions and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Helping You Perform podcast. If you found value in this episode, please take a moment to like, share or review the podcast. You can reach out to me at any time, either through LinkedIn or through my website at www.paulteasdale.co.uk. I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode.